What's good, everybody? It's your boy, A. Mike Boogie, and this is episode 71 of the EBS Podcast. I'm here with the crew, Obi-Wan. Yo, yo, what up? Ike the Great. What's good, people? Young Buck. What's up? And we got a special guest today. Obi-Wan, I'll let you introduce this person. This is someone close to you, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I can just close to all of us. We got nine to five entrepreneur on the mic with us. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank I'm excited. Thank you for excited. joining us. This is your first time on here, so kudos. Yeah. I appreciate you Thank coming you. on. So, Thank um, you. how was everybody's week? Uh, cool, productive. Yeah, it feels like it's Friday, but it's actually just Thursday. Does anybody else feel that way? No, it's yeah. Friday. It's technically Friday for us. Yeah, it's, it's Friday. It's, it's Wednesday. Like, now y'all really fucking my head up. Is it Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday? <laughs> it's actually Wednesday, but it's technically Friday. Definitely my Friday. No, today's Thursday. What are y'all talking about? It's not Wednesday. <laughs> uh, we only we only drop on Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it is? We record on the same day that we drop? Yeah. Absolutely. That's how we oh, roll. No, but so seriously, how was everybody's week? I know 9 to 5 was talking. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Mm-hmm, okay. Um... Life's been good. I've been productive over here, getting things done. I've been investing in some stuff. I might talk to you guys about that a little bit later. A lot okay. of black women doing things in tech right now. So that's it. I've just been like keeping my eye on the ball and trying to find ways to make more money. Awesome. Staying safe um, throughout the whole pandemic and everything. Yeah. Yeah. In the house. Bored. Bored in the house. <laughs> but I'm in the house. Bored. Bored in the house. I'm in the house. Bored. <laughs> I don't about the rest of you guys, gentlemen, how how are you guys doing? How's your week, man? Man, I've been on vacation, man. That's I've been up. I've been off since last Friday. Wife and I took a drive took a drive down to Savannah, Georgia, uh, last Friday. So I've just been down here, not enjoying this Georgia heat because I don't go out. Down in the These Georgia yeah, folks don't wear. Words. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they don't wear masks though. Um, so I'm not, I'm not messing. I'm not messing with them. Yeah, right? I wouldn't leave the house either. No mess. So, I mean, I wouldn't leave the house. Period. Anyways, just at this point in time. But then it's like 98 degrees outside, like the boy band, and I'm like, yo, this is too freaking hot. Yo, I can't do this. Yeah. I I would just stay my black ass indoors with a fan and some air conditioner, and I'm perfectly fine. But you know, been relaxing, doing a lot of sleeping. Um, just trying to catch up on some black movies so I can get a 60 out of 60 on the EBS post, but... Well, it's too late now, yo. Well, weren't you just watching Back to the Future, though? Yeah, yeah, I I chose to watch Back to the Future instead. I don't know how that became, like, everybody watching that shit all of a sudden. Well, so... for me, I like I like I like sci-fi. I like fantasy, and I was just like I was looking for something to watch, like desperately. I checked Netflix, I checked Prime, I checked all these other places, and I couldn't find anything. I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time for me to finally watch Back to the Future. So that's what I did. I watched Coneheads today. Oh, I, I did not. I did not realize that Garrett Garrett Morris was in that movie. The whole SNL original SNL crew was in that movie. Really. I, yeah. I need to watch that again. Yeah. Damn. What is what is that on? We'll talk after. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I miss Howard the Duck. Like so I ain't seen that movie in a minute. 
they had a movie about Howard the Duck. Do you remember that? Does anybody remember that movie? It was no. like a little short, and somebody got to Google it. I know you're Howard talking. The Duck. I know you're talking about. I just never knew it was a movie. Yeah, it was a whole ass. It was a whole movie. You can cuss. Okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, you trying to be polite. I was. I, I tried to self-censor and then well, we're just really getting work. started. <laughs> Matter of fact, I might need to take a break and get my cup. <laughs> what were you asking me, A Mike? So I was gonna ask you what was your overall thought on um the the what is it, trilogy of Back to the Future? We don't want to hear that shit. Uh, I like like one. I thought two was a waste of time and money. And if I had to wait four years for two to come out back in 1989, I would have been pissed because it was pretty much one with a little bit of sprinkling in there. And then I like three as well. Um, One and three gave me that feeling of like traveling, time travel. Two was just, they tried to do the future, and that joke was kind of whack and wrong. So, hindsight being 2020. So, I do want to know why, uh, back to uh, part three, made you mad, A Mike. You never answered my question. Well, it it made me mad because they, they had a game plan, and that game plan got altered once. You know, uh, <laughs> you knew that. You just wanted me to say, you, that. Oh. You, you, you know what? You know what? I had a feeling, but I was like, I made it all worked out, anyways. So it, it why did. was why was M. Mike so mad about this? Because, but as it was happening, I was like, oh, this is probably what M. Mike. Yeah, was like about. it was just extra drama that could have been alleviated. Yeah, and she fucked that shit up. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> it's just true love. <laughs> M. Mike would have did the same shit for his wife. I went ahead that bullshit. Now I have to go back and watch it again. Oh, yeah. It's, I, I love it. It's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. Classic, classic, classic. All right. Well, let's get into the first uh, topic of uh, today. And um, Ike the Great, I'll let you take over from here. This was your topic that you mentioned. Speaking of women fucking some shit up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 We're going to erase that. Show this ass already. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. It's the scotch. Please don't. Please forgive me. No, but uh, so I, I guess recently Lauren London was uh, somewhere having a conversation with somebody. I don't remember the specifics, but I saw a post about it, and it read: Lauren London spoke to women today by saying, "You aren't dating or in a relationship with a man until he is able to uplift you, educate you, and make you a better woman." If this person doesn't accept your flaws and turn your arguments into suggestions or good communication, man or soulmate, he is not. So, I wanted to find out from the EBS crew today, do y'all really believe that? Is she right? Is she wrong? Talk to me. Well, don't ask me that shit. First thing I would say is how long did it take before she figured that out? Oh, shit. I want to know when she was right and think like a woman. <laughs> Sounding like Steve Harvey out this bitch. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. Like this stuff right here, I don't really take it seriously. Everybody has advice on when a relationship is real or not real, but until you actually go through it yourself, you know what I'm saying. You can't really determine what makes a relationship real because everything's everybody's different. Yeah? 
This is her experience, obviously. I will I will agree, but uh, um, to her defense, I guess um, her her relationship, her experience, as you put it, was quote unquote couples goals for a lot of people. Like when you know when it, it, I hate the word, but when her, when if she was alive, people love you know what I'm saying like that that relationship. They love them together and just you know how they uplifted each other. So I, I appreciate her perspective. Why I I do have some gripes with it. Why? Why? What? Sorry. Why? What? Why? Do, why do people mm-hmm. love them as a couple? I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. I think. Okay. <laughs> oh wait. Tell you why. Right. For, for the same reason why people love Sierra Russell as a couple. Women want what they can't have. Okay. And when they, okay. And, and when they see other women getting it, they they want to know, yo, what what was your prayer? Like, what did you do? Like, I'm trying to have that. Yeah, what wait, wait, wait. did you I go have, on? I have a question. Wait, wait, I have a question. What What is it that, that women can't have? Women can't have Russell Westbrook? Women I, can't have Nipsey Hussle? Well, when we, especially when we talk about, I think, the relationship between black men and black women, I think there are a lot of black women out there who want a good black man and they feel like they're not finding a good black man. So when they see another black woman like them get a good black man, which Russell Wester Wilson is considered one of those, and I believe Nipsey was considered one of those as well, it's like, girl, give me your secret. Let me know what you're doing because I can't find me this. That's my perspective on, on how I see it. Let me really quickly. I think, I'm sorry, but I think about this whole definition of what it means to be a good black man, right? So I find that the everything that she was describing to me was a mature man, not necessarily Mm. a mature black man, but just a mature man, Mm. right? And what I don't like about mm. what she said is just the fact that when I was 20 years old and I was doing, dating 20-year-old men or 20-year-old guys at the time, they did not have the capacity to do that, mm. right? So <laughs> give me a snap. Did, did you have that capacity? Because I think what I don't like about what she says is that she speaks nothing it's of one-sided. what a woman is supposed to do, like what a woman is also supposed to bring and how a man knows you know, he's in a relationship with a woman. So careful, Obi Wan. You well, forget that women are the prize. But she was talking about no, women, no, no. Right? Well, no, see, that, yeah, I don't find up. fault with what she said, right? Because at that point, moment, she was just speaking to her audience, right? Mm-hmm. She was talking to women right. and telling them, okay, this is what you're supposed to look for, and this, these are things you're supposed to value, right? Or this is a type of, this is the blueprint of a man that you should be looking for. So there's nothing wrong with that. The, issue is that I feel that again going back to my same point the men that we meet we meet them where they are and these men Nipsey was not that man when they first together let's mm, be real speak on it yeah I was thinking <laughs> that I was going to say that but I was thinking that too he, he, I mean, he wasn't that he wasn't that man so I just think that um, it's more so room for growth because right now if I get on my soapbox right now there's a lot of it's, it's okay to forgive people, right? So right now there's a lot of, if a man, if a woman meets a man and he does not fit that criteria, then all of a sudden it's okay to leave. It's okay to walk away. And that's not, you're not going to get that man that she's describing without I'm glad you said fire. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, and, and, and I asked why, um, you know, those people were looked at as couple goals and all that good stuff. Because it's, it's fucking bullshit. 
Let's be honest. It's bullshit, right? They, all they're seeing is the positives and none of the negatives, right? Right. They don't. They don't see when you know Nipsey's being a dick because I'm sure he is. Because well, I'm sure he was because men have the tendency of being dicks. All they see is fucking fairy tale, right? Even the fairy tales that they like so much in Disney or wherever the fuck else, there's some fucked up shit that happens along the way, right? So it's about standing the the test of time, and some of those things will happen eventually over the course of of a relationship. But you know the Somebody spoke on it, I can't remember. But yes, I hate the fact that, you know, that statement was generalized because there may be a woman that's not looking for a man to uplift her. Not maybe in the beginning. Maybe she's going to have some trials and tribulations along the way. So she's supposed to be in a relationship and feel that, oh, if the man that is that she's with can't uplift her, then he's not the one for her? No, because maybe he just can't uplift her in that moment. But when life happens... State Farm is on your fucking side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when life happens, he's there to pick up the pieces, not necessarily saying that, you know, if shit ain't fucked up, then he's not a good guy because he can't fix it. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, stuff like that is what really, like, irks me about statements like that. The overall generalization of statements like that irks me because I think that we should really stop with generalizations because what works for the goose does not work for the gander. And what worked for her it's not necessarily going to work for another woman or or mad other women right i mean we know lauren london had her you know her faults over the course of over the course of her uh life that we've seen and the different dudes that she chose to get into a relationship with she really wanted the street dude most of the street dudes that she got with in uh in the past just didn't pan out because of their personalities she found a street dude that was also you know good guy right he had some substance Mm -hmm. like he you know he uh was more than a street dude because he had some smarts he was all about uplifting the black community and things of that nature and so it all meshed into one for her she was able to get that but you know you can't look for that type of shit in future you know what i'm saying it's like you're trying to look for (laughs) you're trying to look for a future and a russell westbrook i mean russell wilson all in one but but that's not always gonna happen but then I challenge you, what is the difference between future and Nipsey Hussle, aside from maturity? Well, right? I mean, uh, That's a rhetorical question, obviously, but okay. I mean, in a sense, I mean, just, just for the for the for the greater generalization of it, like they're both street dudes. You know what I mean? Like they're both quote unquote street dudes that's supposed to have that hood mentality. But what what separates them? Well, I, 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 no, I, I have nothing else to say. I already said. No, it. no. Fe- fe- I mean, when, when, t- when you're talking about future, he's just to me, he's a disgrace to black man. He's, oh my god, he's Damn. an asshole. So. You should have known that Mike don't fuck with you. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, he goes around sleeping with women, giving them babies, and then deny them. You know, denies his child. His child. So I, I don't really fuck with future at all. And I don't think he should represent any black man out there. Period. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think there's two aspects aspects to it. There is a piece, the aspect that she's speaking to. But there's also the aspect of the person like, I mean, whether you're a street dude or not, I mean, you, there's either, you're either a good person or you're a bad person, right? You may be doing the wrong things because of whatever, right. but you're either you're a good person or you're a bad person. And when you go into a relationship, you're either going to be a good dude or you're going to be a bad dude. And I think, I think it also just, you just missed the point of a relationship. Like I'm not going to go into a relationship and be uplifting you, educating you, making you a better woman all in one week. Like, it's a gradual progression of how the relationship is. 
and and that's also partly the difference between Future and and Nipsey, right? Nipsey. Her relationship with Nipsey was um, they were on the same page, right? They were able to move together and grow together. Had she had that same relationship with with Future, it Future. may not have worked out because mm-hmm. they may not have both been on the same page. So. It, it definitely goes to who that person is, as well as the relationship you're developing and cultivating. Um, it just doesn't happen once you meet a guy. Like, yeah. right no, I, I agree, but <clears throat> on the flip side of that, right, um, at the risk of sounding like misogynistic, Ike, one thing I, I... Devil's advocate. That's not right. even that, not even that. I just, I feel like this particular topic triggers me. You know, I will be talking to my therapist about this next week. It's like, no. Why are you laughing, though? <laughs> She's an emotional He's, ass. Oh I'm just kidding. He's, He's uh, triggered. Uh, He's uh, triggered uh, every uh, episode. No, but y'all be bringing some tr- triggering shit. No, but, but honestly speaking, though, I, I feel like this topic hits with me for the simple fact that I feel like this speaks to the, the issue I feel like women in general of my generation have, but it... And that is that they, they have unrealistic expectations of relationships. And I, I feel like 95 and um, Obi-Wan both spoke to this beautifully. And it's that you can't come in, people come into relationships, especially of my generation or this time period, expecting shit to just, to just be perfect. And at the first sign of any turbulence or trouble or any tribulation, it's like, well, it shouldn't be this hard. Clearly you're the one. I'm not gonna deal with this. And then try to try to figure out years down the line why they haven't found the one when at the first sign of trouble, you're, you're leaving or you're, you're, you're refocusing on the, uh, reevaluating the relationship. And, and, and it's just, it's triggering for me because I feel like there's a lot of missed relationships or missed opportunities for people because they're not giving themselves credit for being able to grow with somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Whether, whether it's fear of wanting to, to get through adversity or just having gone through something like that previously and it not working out, but it's just, you have this unrealistic view on relationships, view on black men, and then you're mad when in reality we don't we don't we don't meet that, or your the relationship doesn't meet that. I'm sorry, not so, every not every man is Nipsey Hussle, not every man is Russell Wilson. So I just think that her statement needs to be revised, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you when we stop as a woman, right, there are a lot of women who don't have a barometer or do not have a measuring stick when it comes to how they determine what man is worth their time or not, right? So at the end of the day, she was attempting to give them a roadmap, right? Or attempting to say, this is, quote unquote, an honorable type of man, or this is the type of man that would be worth your time. All she needed to add at the end is, he, he will grow into this or he will become this, mm-hmm. right? And that's, this, that's all it is. It's because at the end of the day, there are a lot of women out here. Because back, back to your statement of, you know, a, a, when you're dating now and you're dating young, like they want everything from you or, you know, um, th- you know they want you to put their uh, knight in shining armor and their prince charming and things like that. Women, women especially young women, they need a barometer because they are still dating niggas who beat their ass. You see what I'm saying? So they do need a barometer. And at the end of the day, I would rather them go to a Lauren than to uh, China. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just don't like the one size fits all um, shit. I mean, that's, and that's just me um, because, and 
you know, somebody could have heard that shit and gone back to her relationship and started using that to gauge her relationship and might have ended up screwing it up, right? Mm -hmm. um, and maybe so be it, right? She, she may not have been ready to be in a relationship if she is willing to uh, let people's words impact or change her purview of her relationship, not unless there were already things there that just give her an out, right? But I just, just I just don't like that overall generalization of, of how that sounds. It's like, this is what worked for me. I found that when I'm in a relationship and the man is not willing to uplift me and blah, 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 that wasn't a good relationship for me. So if that's what you're looking for, women, then you need to get out of a situation that's not like that, period, point blank. Not any of this no woman and so like all that shit like i didn't care for it well, let, just, let me ask you guys a question do you believe that those characteristics that she's talking about those things that she's talking about are are things that you need in relationship do you believe that when you're in a relationship with someone that you consider to be the one or whatever that um they will uplift you right they will encourage you whatever do you believe those things that she was saying or do you or you don't agree at all? Man, I don't know. I think that when you go into a relationship, <laughs> you should have something like Roy G. Bibb, right? You're always going to have red. You're always going to have orange. You're always going to have green, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes when you try to drill down to those fight night things, he, have to up, he has to uplift me. It could be taken in the wrong way, right? And so... I don't know that it, some people want those qualities and some people don't know that they need those qualities. Right. And sometimes when you start um, going after these spe so, so specific qualities, it's hard to really determine whether or not that's what you need or that's what you want, because I think you also start projecting. Right. You talk about that, that like um, nine to five said, you talk about that girl that's getting beat by her man. She doesn't leave her man for someone that has those qualities. She starts saying to her man, why don't you uplift me? You know, why don't you educate me? So she stays with someone that's beating her. So I, I, I just, I don't know if you should have so specific qualities like that. That's just my personal opinion. I think those qualities weren't necessarily negative, though. No, no they're right? not. I'm not saying that. They're not, not at all. Well, 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 the reason why I say that is because I think more so... I think striving some, for someone who has those qualities is something that I wouldn't, I wouldn't call that a negative. Now, if the person was saying they have to have very materialistic things, right? Like, oh, he, you have to have a house. You have to have a job. You've got to have an 800 credit score, right? Then I would say maybe not. And at the end of the day, I think women are more discerning than I think we're giving them credit for right now. Right. Because yeah. not every woman is going to look at this and automatically be like, oh, well, sis did it. So I can, too. I do mm -hmm. think. Cause, listen, I my wife, one of them. Sit down with that shit. I, I, and like, I have a response to, to your question. Right. So, right. I mean, going back to this, if this person doesn't accept your flaws and turn your arguments into suggestions, or good communication. Listen, man, I'm not in the business of bad fucking behavior. That's just period. So if your flaws is fucking bad behavior, if your flaw is that you're cheating, like whatever your flaw is, I'm not supposed to accept that. If you're so argumentative that every little suggestion that I come up with is an argument and I can't turn that into suggestions, then what the hell are you really talking about? 
Like to me, like it's just like it's not so black and white, and it's definitely right, right. Okay. not so broad or general to say accept my flaws. What's your flaw? Well, my flaw is that I eat too much and I don't want to take care of myself. And so the man is supposed to accept that. No, he doesn't accept that, but he helps you, you know, uh, get over that flaw, right? If your flaw is that, you know, you're rude to people everywhere you go and you don't understand why you are not progressing at work because you're constantly being rude to your superior, he supposed to accept that? (laughs) No, but he is supposed to help you work your way through it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And the whole argument thing, I don't like people that argue a lot for no effing reason. So it's like, I'm not going to just sit there and turn your arguments to suggestions. That's stupid. And sometimes people just want to argue. I don't even have time for that. That's just me, though. So I'm not a man for whoever that person is. And a lot of us men are just going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. Yeah, we, we know better. Like, we know better. Like, nah. That's all right. You got it. Yeah. If I if I ain't the one, then I ain't the one. <laughs> right, right, right. I guess well, nobody gave me the memo. Yeah, we changed your name to Twitter fingers. I said Twitter fingers. My bad. Trigger fingers, because you be triggered. That's a fact. <laughs> no, I, I think everybody made some some valid points, and I, and I hope the idea is um, that women take, I don't know, a portion of, of what Lauren said and not the whole thing and, and use that as a guide to get a man, but, you know, whatever, to each his own. Mm-hmm. Um, my, Can my, I say one more thing before you switch? Yeah, go ahead. I don't know. Ike, I feel like, I was listening to you talk, and I feel like when you were reading what she said, I think like it went off in your head. It sounded just like fix me. Like, is, is that when you read it, is that what you were getting from her? Like she was saying, I need a man to fix me. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I got. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's, what did you get? What did you get? Well, I didn't get that at all. So like, I, I just thought it was interesting because listening to you guys talk, it just sounded like, it sounded like to you, it felt like an obligation that this woman was putting on you to fix her. And and to me as a woman, it more so sounded like the type of helpmate that she was looking for or the type of partner that she was looking for. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was just, it was interesting. Right. That she was looking for, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Is that what every woman is looking for? Um, I, I want to say that. I wouldn't say that, but I think those characteristics are, like I said, I think those characteristics are things that women should strive for. Is that everything that they're looking for? No. I mean, but there are characteristics in there. I think, it was I think meant anyone, to be a guideline. Though. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's all it was. It was meant to be a guideline. But we often talk about disconnect between men and women. And here you go. You know, Ike the Great looked at mm-hmm. it one way and nine to five, you know, received it a different way. I mean, and, and that's um, could be part of the issue that men and women have. But yeah, I think in general, I think it was a guideline. Yeah, the thing that got me was that she said until he's, if he's not able to do that, those things, then you're not in a relationship or you're not dating. What if those things don't actually present themselves? Then what happens? Yeah, You know what I'm saying? And then it's a woman out there saying, well, you've never uplifted me. And then the guy's like, 
oh, I didn't know that I had to uplift you. Like, what when did you, you need me to? About? When did you need me to uplift you? It was like, oh, well, that 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 day that you know I came back from work and I told you that Susan was in my business and I told her to get out of my business and she didn't get out of my business and you didn't really uplift me there. And it's like, the f- what? And you know, I'm, I'm, give, I'm giving. No, 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 no. That's facts. <laughs> hey, facts. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all saying to be so random? Yeah, yeah. Random as fuck. And it, it, and it is it is my utmost belief that women give <laughs> women the worst advice. Perhaps Ooh. she should have directed this at men. And, and, and you know, I've been in those situations and you know, in the past I'm like, you know, you know, and, and that's the thing, right? In the past it's like something like that happens, right? The woman comes with the issue, right? And because it's men, we want to fix, we want to fix. So the first thing we start doing is we're fixing. And she gets mad. Like, why are you trying to fix this? Like, I just needed you to listen. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, I'm listening. And then one day it happens again. And, you know, Yo. you're listening. And then they're like, well, why aren't you, why aren't you giving trigger. advice on how to fix this? And then it's like, I got to the point where, you know, there's somebody <laughs> that I dated before in the past. I'm like, all right, before you start, what do you want me to do in this situation? Do you want me to listen? She wants you to Or know. do you want me to fix she wants you to speak. Before like, it I'm, happens. Listen, man. I, get the fuck out of my head. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I, I, I communicate. And she mentioned communication, right? I do that. I'm like, okay, I've seen, and, and, you know, I study patterns just in life. So if I see a pattern occurring, I do whatever I can to avoid that pattern in the future. Now, that's annoying as F to my wife, by the way. But it's just the way that my brain is wired. So if the first time I listened, it's practical. Uh, you had a problem with that, the next time, I decided to fix, you had a problem with that. Now I know, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> You're not getting me again this time, damn it. What do you confused. want? <laughs> what do you want this time? So I know and I can play that role because as we know, they want us to play a million and 10 different roles. So just tell me what cape I need to put on. I'm going to put that sucker uh, on. But I think that's the beauty of a relationship going through the process and figuring it out. And I think we need to all understand that not everybody that you date is the one and that's okay. Right. So, so, to, so, and not to continue to prolong this conversation, eight nights for our, our, our <laughs> resident, <laughs> our resident experienced. Uh, you've been married for eight years now, I believe. You said the other day, "Happy anniversary!" By the way, oh, um, thank you. Have you have you figured it out? Do you know how to respond before, or do you still fuck up and no, I mean, not I, do the right thing? And she's like, well, I wanted, paper. I wanted you to do say this. I wanted you to do that. Like. I think we are always learning in relationships. You know what I mean? There's, there's no perfect uh, way to do something. You can't figure it out. You know, we we learning. Yeah, <laughs> just everyone. just we the men. People. No, no, no. Everyone, both men and women, are learning in relationships. Absolutely. And as the dynamics continue to change, it's exactly. Going to it's going to right, right. And all you can do is try to evolve as that continues to to move forward. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I I don't take what Lawrence said. Um, uh, I want to say as as it doesn't make me feel angry or anything. It, it's a guideline, and she was trying to help other women. Did she articulate it in a in a way that some people might have received it in a positive way? Maybe not, but I think she was just talking based off of her experience, and it, it's on the women uh, to decide how they're going to use that advice that they gave her. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, let, let's let's move on to our next topic. Nine to five, we brought you on here. You're the expert. Um, 
for those people who are trying to figure out if they should start a business and what those steps are, uh, please enlighten us. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So these top, what, how should I say it? So these tips are geared toward a very certain type of person because most of the people who are looking to start businesses, these are people who have a thousand or less to start these businesses, right? And they're starting from scratch. So I think it's very important to know that if you're listening, this here, uh, this part is for you um, if you're in that bracket. So when it comes to starting a business, um, the very first thing is what business, like what do I do, right? I want to start a business. And you're going to fall into one or two groups. You're going to be someone who is going to pick up an already existing business model, right? So like you want to start a salon, you want to own a gas station, that kind of thing. Or you're going to be someone who's going to be more, who's going to be innovating or creating something new. So um, my one tip for this area is they should is your business. So you if you're they, driving, you said they, they should. should, they should, quotation, is your business. So there are a lot of people who are driving around. They're like, you know what? What they should have done is ABC. That ABC after what they should have done, that is your business. Every business that I've ever started has, has been a result of they should. Because that sentence right there, they should, that is a, that's a solution. What you have done is identified a problem and come up with a possible solution. So tip number one is they should is your business. Whatever that is, ABC after they should, start yeah. researching it and find out if you could turn it into a real business. Now, Go ahead. What, if, what if they should is, they should have slapped that motherfucker in, is that? <laughs> I'm just playing. It could probably, listen, it could probably be a business because in China they have businesses where you can like lay down, like you walk into a room and you just lay down and cuddle with somebody for like an hour and pay and then leave. Oh, no. so, cuddle buddies. talk after the episode. No, it's a thing. It exists it's in the United thing. States too. Yeah. <laughs> so you never know. <laughs> Anything is a business. Yeah, sounds like it. All right. So that was tip one. They should. Um, Step two, so when people are starting their businesses, at least when I'm sitting down with clients, they know, okay, Brittany, I want to um, run a shoe store. Okay, cool. Here's my logo, right? And the next thing they do is they start showing me their logo and the colors that they want, right? And then they've been shopping for real estate and they know like the they know the uh, uh the storefront area all of these things but they haven't figured out the meat and potatoes yet so step number 2 is don't start with your logo do not start with your logo and the reason being is because your logo your slogan your website all of these things have a purpose these are tools right and so and their one purpose is to make you money so what I find is that at the end, people will start with their logo, right? So like a person will say to me, okay, yeah, the name of my business is Keisha's House of Excellence, okay? Nothing about what you just said told me what it is that you did. Right. So how is that name serving your purpose of making money? But it worked for GoDaddy. Well, see, now here's the thing about that, because 
because that's actually one of my points. If you're going to come up with a name that is just, that makes no sense, that's completely like I threw a bunch of vowels together and this word came about, you have to be prepared to market the hell out of your business so that when people look at it, they know what you're about. Right. So that's, that's a hit. Yeah. I will say, though, I didn't say know what GoDaddy was for the longest. Even though I saw them commercials, I just thought it had something to do with women and showing <laughs> titties and shit. No, dead ass. Because like, I wasn't really paying attention, attention to it. It, come it to worked to your detriment. <laughs> Did it right. really? It was I mean, easy. in that regard, if that's what you got from it, then yes, it didn't really hit home. Oh, oh, right. For, right. It didn't work. But, but at the same time, if people liked what they saw, they was going to GoDaddy.com to figure out what the hell it was. Absolutely. I so, did. Your everything, each part of your business, at least the things that people like to come up with in the beginning, the creative stuff that's fun, your logo, your slogan, your website, all of these things have a purpose. And so we need to make sure that they align with your business. And the way that you do that is to, uh, step three, start with the mechanics of your business. You need to figure out what you're going to sell, how you're going to sell it, who you're going to sell it to, right? Um, that's, that's the biggest thing. So with this, with this tip, the biggest thing is sitting down and figuring out what your business looks like on paper. You have to be able to write your business down on paper um, before you can bring it to light, before you can make it make sense, before you can... Um, manifest it into something because you should be able to take that piece of paper and give it to someone and say hey run my business for me that's how clear what your writing should be now it takes me into business plans a little bit um, because when you're first getting started with a business you know a lot of people know that they should start with a business plan and they get really turned around because business plans can seem very cumbersome. Takes me into my next point. My next point is there are a lot of tips out there. There are 75 different types of businesses that you can have. And so how you operate one is not how you're going to operate the other. So all the tips that you have, all the experts that you see, they all are not going to be for you. So you need to decipher through and figure out if the person who's speaking to you or the book that you're reading is really for you. When I first got started, I would go to the library and I would sit and read books all day. And because I was trying to learn at that time how to write a business plan. And every time I went looking for a template online, they were like 80 pages deep for like these tech companies. That didn't make sense until I found the one page business plan. So if you're listening, um, not to take up too much time, Google the one page business plan. Doing that, you'll be able to, again, back to that that point before, write down what you're going to sell, who you're going to sell it to, how you're going to sell it, and then from there, start building your, your logo and your slogan and your website all around that. Because if you do that first, if you plan what you're going to do first, everything else is going to fall in line. Um, and two more. My next point with um, when it comes to business, this is something that is really for my creatives out there. We're dreamers. I'm a creative myself, right? So we're dreamers and we have big, lofty, 
goals. And when we talk about running a business, you know, we'll start talking about how we're going to own a restaurant on the moon. And so your budget doesn't necessarily always reflect that. So what I say for those type of businesses is look at your business, look at your dream and strip it down to its most basic function. The one thing that people are, are actually going to pay for and start there. So again, if you want to own a restaurant and you only have $1,000 to start, you can't, a lot of people stop there because they're like, well, I don't have enough money to own a restaurant. No, what you're going to do is find a kitchen to rent and sell some plates. I was going to say get a food truck. But even still, even with a food truck, a food truck, depending on how much you have to invest in the beginning, that can be 50, 60. People are spending $100,000 on a food truck right now. Yeah, that's so, true. I, I have heard people spending up to that much on the food truck. Yeah, I've ridiculous. had clients like that. So if you want to get there, because, again, most people are starting with, with $1,000 or less, strip that business idea down to its bare bones and start making money off of that, off of that small idea first. Because not only are you going to be starting to gain traction. The, the second thing that you're going to get from that is most people want to own a business, but they don't know how to run a business, okay? So you have no business trying to go from zero to 60 trying to own a food truck or a restaurant. You need to walk before you bring them in. And so go through the growing pains of owning a business where you're just selling plates. Learn through that. And as you gain more experience and you'll get the money, then your business can grow into so much more things. Um, what was my next point after that? I can't remember. Okay. Um, <laughs> my last point. Um, oh, no, two more. Sorry. When you are in that first $1,000, make some room for marketing. Put, put, money aside for marketing. What I find is that a lot of clients will spend $250 on that logo, right? <laughs> They'll find somebody to make their website for another $250, right? And then they go to launch. And that's normally when I meet them. They've spent all this money and then they reach out because they're like, damn, I spent all this money and no one's buying. Have you spent any money on marketing? They market nothing. Right. You're, you're not marketing and marketing is a beast because it's something that needs to be happening constantly. Right. There are tools out there that you can spend a little bit of money on each month, you know, that can make that marketing thing that can make marketing automated for you. But if you have no money because you spent it all on your logo and all of, all of the prettiness of your business, then you're going to be on Instagram all day long posting seven, eight times a day, trying to get people to come into your business. So you want to make space and room in your budget for marketing. That is very important. Um, if not, and if you can't, then just know and understand that your growth is going to be slower in the beginning, especially if you don't have anything, like if you don't have a large following or you don't have a circle or community of people to tap into to buy your product right away, just understand that your your growth is going to be slow. And that brings me to my last point. That's going to take an emotional toll. 
So, because when you launch a business, it does hurt if people don't bite right away. Businesses are very, uh, as an entrepreneur myself, my very first business was my baby, is my baby, right? So um, when I got a yes from people, when I was doing my cold calls and I got a yes, it was a high. And when I got hung up on and I got those no's, it was a really, it was a real low. So you have to prepare for the emotional part of running a business and the emotional part of starting something from scratch, especially if it's an original idea and you're innovating something, you know? Um, understand, be okay with the word no. Be okay with the fact that your growth is probably, probably going to be slow, right? Be okay with the fact that the people who love you probably are not going to understand what you're doing, um, You'll tell this, they're like, what's that business you do again? And you'll tell them, and then they'll ask you again the next time you see them because they don't really remember or didn't really take, you know, didn't really take heed to what you were saying the first time. You know. Uh, That'd be true. You can't trust the entrepreneur. I'm a businessman. <laughs> I'm just saying, saying? like, I'm just saying, like, that's how it starts in the beginning. Somebody said, I got a business. I'm like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I mean, just because people just, I, when I was in college, you know, there, <laughs> there was this guy from Jersey and he came, he came to see me and my friends one day and he was talking about, you know, this business that he had, and, you know, he was like rubbing his knuckles and whatnot. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. And he was like launching some party and he was some entrepreneur and I didn't take him seriously. Here I am 10 plus years later. <laughs> um, and well, he was from like, Jersey, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> so maybe that's what it was. But yeah, you know, like you just, business is an iffy thing, right? Because con men tell you that they're businessmen. And so you just have to be, you have to be prepared for that. You can't take it personally. You cannot take it personally. Um, it is what it is. But yeah, so that's it. You know, if you are looking to start your business, first off, decide what it is that you want to do. So if you're, again, to repeat them, if you're, going to start something that's already out there, go study that model. If not, your they shoulds, that should become your business. Start looking into turning that into something viable. Just pretty much see if you can actually make money from it. Um, you know, don't start with your logo. You want to start with the meat and potatoes of your business. What it's going to be, what I'm going to sell, who am I going to sell it to. Make sure you Google a one-page business plan. So that way you can get all of those ideas out of your head, get them on paper and be able to at least, like I said, if you can't give it to someone else and have them understand and be able to pseudo run your business without you, go back to the drawing board. From then, from there, you can go ahead and work on your logo and your slogan, your website. Um, let it be ugly. Use Canva.com. Excellent tool, especially for like the graphics and things. No free promotions. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can uh, blurb that out later. Um, but yeah, so um, use some of those tools that are online for you. Um, what else? Yeah, after you do that, um, you know, with your money, make sure you set at least some of it away from marketing. And if you can't do that, just be kind to yourself and know that you are going to spend some time with like uh, slow marketing growing and then 
from there, just be kind and understand that people aren't going to understand. You're going to have challenges. There is an emotional part to it. To being an entrepreneur, you are going to cry and just give yourself the, the grace. And that's it. Wow. Do you, I mean, do you guys have any questions? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I started business now. <laughs> but that was pretty good. I mean, I, I have read that a lot of people have started their businesses from less than $1,000 uh, before. Um, and, and maybe at a, at a different time, um, you can tell us how, you know, that kind of happened, right? Uh, just a testimonial, because uh, I know what you gave was tips and steps and whatnot, but testimonials just talking about how it happened for you. Um, that'll be great to hear. Maybe not today, maybe another time. It's up to uh, the timekeeper to tell me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, this is definitely a good time to do that. For motherfuckers just, just sitting in the house talking shit about everything, especially about black businesses. Right. How they don't like how these black businesses are being run. Well, <laughs> start your own. Well, it, it, and it's funny that you guys bring that up um, because that is actually a conversation I had with my wife. Um, we recently went to a, a seafood restaurant that was owned by black people. And mm -hmm. as you guys know, we, we made that suggestion to y'all on the thread. And I was like, oh, this place is pretty dope. So one of our other friends decided to try it out. And one of the first things they said was, um, <clears throat> before they even tasted the food, was the customer service wasn't good. Um, they also mentioned like the menu that they had online um, wasn't the same as didn't reflect what they had in the actual restaurant. So I guess for me, I I started to get annoyed. And I was like, see, that's that's what I'm talking about. Um, we, we are supposed to support, you know, um, black owned businesses, and I'm all for that. But my expectations, the standards that I expect from them, are the same as any other business. And too often, I run into a situation where, when it comes to black owned restaurants like they're they're lacking um that online presence and i i don't i don't know why that is and my wife was like you know you gotta have we have to have patience um with these black owned restaurants and understand they don't have some of the same and i, I can't remember the exact words she used but some of the same uh i won't say privileges but you know some of the same tools that these other i guess white restaurants have and i said I, I just don't like that concept because I feel like I'm going to hold them to the same standards and they should be able to get. Yes. As Ike the Great raises his hand. <laughs> uh, this, is, this, this is where nine to five entrepreneur would say, sounds like you got a business on your hand. Cause all I heard was a whole bunch of, they should have, they should have, they should have. They should have. Right? <laughs> funny enough, funny enough, I was thinking about that as I was saying it to my wife, and then again when Nine to Five mentioned that. But like seriously, I mean, I'm not going to go into business for that. But seriously, <laughs> but seriously, right? It should like it shouldn't be that hard to to if you have a business, a restaurant, to have your online menu match your in store menu. And I just find that it's weird that every experience I've, well, most of the experiences I've had with black restaurants, they usually don't even have an online uh, Well, they, they must have got there. They must have got there. Let me tell you why that is. Because uh, a lot of these restaurants, 
they're just people who knew how to cook. Mm-hmm. These, 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 they're not business people. They have to learn how to run a business. But at the end of the day, these are just people who know how to cook. And so what they're missing is a business partner or something like that who can, because the parts that we're missing, that the part of the experience that you're missing is the part of the experience that's handled by a business manager. The person who, you know, looks over the website to make sure that all these operational things are happening on a daily basis. Right. And that's what it is. I, di- I disagree. Really? What I think it is, is they following Tyler Perry's playbook and selling us bullshit. <laughs> God <laughs> damn. <laughs> please, and, please make Somebody get OP1. And you know what we doing? <laughs> we licking the shit out of our fingers. Yo, we eat Tyler Perry's bullshit up, bullshit ass movies up the same way we eat in these at these fucking restaurants. The food is good. Mm-hmm. Some people good. like Tyler Perry's movies, and you know I'm I don't like them, but I know people like them, so I defend them at every chance that I get. Uh, I no, yes, some people like them, but it's bullshit. He's selling okay. black people bullshit, and black people are doing the same thing to us. I, I hear I, what you're saying about you know the reason why is because you know they they're just. Uh, you know, cooks and they're they're they're, so they're chefs. Obi-Wan. They're not business people, but you sound I, bullshit. I so agree you agree with with, with uh, nine to five entrepreneur. Which so so Obi Obi Wan agrees with with me though, right? Like we sh- we sh- they should be held to the same standards as everybody else that has a a restaurant business in, I mean, in this case. Well, when when well, it comes to customer service, yes. When it comes to certain standards within customer service, I agree. And then also when it comes to the times, I do expect you to have some level of innovation in your business that is mm-hmm. current with what's going on in today's age. That's if, my expectation. If it's just grandma cooking and, you know, the kids and the grandkids helping out with the business, you yeah. can't expect that from other restaurants that have more, that have restaurant groups right like we just found out about that one restaurant in baltimore which we will not be uh patronizing as black people right but mm-hmm. that restaurant good supposedly a good restaurant but it's it's part of a group right and right, those right. groups become that way because somebody is putting money in those groups become that way because somebody is saying i need to go and get funding to make it the way that i want it to be whereas to me it just seems like these other people are just getting money just to start and cook and serve to people because let's not act like some mom and pop Chinese restaurants don't have bad customer service. Let's not act like some of these Middle Eastern restaurants that are mom and pops that we want to go to don't have bad customer service. But there's a difference. Indian restaurants, same thing. Well, ethnic, uh, but it, it all seems to be that way. Part of the difference is we want to leave what we've been doing and where we've been going to go somewhere new. So I think that's why we tolerate. If we've already been going there and we've been getting the food there, we, we're leaving that to go somewhere else. So we want we want better. Mm-hmm. Want, also, that grandma that just wants to start a restaurant would be more mm-hmm. successful if she did that restaurant out of her basement like Haitian <laughs> Prince's grandma does. Okay. Sell it to all the motherfucking Haitians on the East Coast. And then to what A-Mike was talking about, how you got a website and your online website don't match what you got. That's just laziness. Update your website. No, but you, you change, really... You change your menu. If you change your menu, update your website. You're agreeing with 9 to 5 right now, though. 
Like okay. everything that you're saying is agreeing to what she said. Okay. They that don't have that partner. business partner yeah. to manage operations. And I'm saying my No, they're just selling you food. They're my expectation is they, they should have that. I mean, look about, just think about yeah. this pandemic and how many restaurants have been able to capitalize because they have a, a great online website platform to continue to, to sell their product. But just as many have failed because they don't have that business partner, partner to let them know that you need to have a better online presence. Like, just speaking technically from, a, from an IT perspective, people don't have... A, not, a broad knowledge of how to use IT systems, of how to create websites. Like there are diff- there are websites for dummies on how yep. to make, make yep. websites. Because how people would don't you, know how to do this? How would you solve that problem if you were a website? If you were a restaurant, you pay somebody. No. What if you don't? What you do you don't mean? pay. You don't pay somebody. There's a whole which market you, for creating what you a website do, for that and what, and what you do is you put your mm-hmm. menu online. It's all it is is your menu, and then yeah. you have Updated. another site. You have another company that handles that. So you have Grubhub that handles yeah, that. So get, when you, you get cl- services, so when you click to go to the menu to order, you go to Grubhub site. And, and I don't, I, honestly, I don't like that either because now you're letting Grub. You, at, but yeah. at the but at the end of the day, you're taking the responsibility. If you don't have the ability to do that, instead right. of right. Have, do instead of have a shitty website or a trashy yeah. website that doesn't work. You now give services that that is more successful than what you already are doing. Because now mm-hmm. instead of going to your website, they can go straight to Grubhub, not have to deal with you. So if they have an issue with the website, it doesn't look yeah, bad. Yeah, but, but you lose. It looks bad on Grubhub. Yeah, because but you, the footprint is only to see the menu. I'm saying. Yeah, but and if you, you go on Grubhub now, you're thinking, well, let me type in something else, and now you're <laughs> going to another. But you know what it is? A Mike has become the people he talks about the most. Niggas who are happy, <laughs> satisfied. That's who he has become here. No, no, I, di- I disagree. I disagree because he had a point. He had a point from the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just pretty much saying like. I want to support more, but I don't want to have the idea or have the feeling as if I'm losing quality or if I'm exactly. losing something, you know, to support my people. And so, yes, those businesses need to step up. And the way that they need to step up is either they're going to learn or they're going to find somebody and get themselves a partner. That's yeah, it. But, I mean, in my mind, um, and you know me, I've been very big on like, down in some of these establishments for bad customer service, especially yeah. after I just witnessed some bad customer service. But you know, if I have to put things into perspective, mm-hmm. I think it's unfair for those expectations that you have, A Mike, to be placed on those businesses because they are in fact small businesses, right? Some of these other restaurants that you're talking about are not small businesses. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, they're part of a conglomerate that has mad restaurants all around. They're part of uh a conglomerate that has a restaurateur that is actually, that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? So if you were to compare them to like another mom and pop uh, spot that's, you know, white owned, I think that's more accurate. And you tell me if, you know, those mom and pop shops that are white owned are giving that kind of quality, but, you know, I wouldn't expect you to compare it to like a, to like a Fridays or to like a, uh, Applebee's or whatever the case may be because right, they're right. not that. And, and I, I get what you're saying, right? You shouldn't really compare a small business to a major corporation like that. I think the part of the problem is is, is what, you're, what you're giving up. We mm-hmm. as black people, we want to support black people. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so supporting black people, you know what we have to do? We have to go outside of our comfort zone because a lot of times we don't know that black business. So we got to do research to find it. 
That black mm-hmm. business may not be close. So we got to drive out of our way to go get it. So yep. after we've done, done all of these things that have taken us out of our comfort zone, all we want is them to be polite and greet us when we walk in the and, door. And that's a right? fact. Yo, all, all, all we want is them to evoke some assemblance. One, I think the issue, there's two, twofold, I think. I think there's the customer service aspect of it. And then maybe there's the, the aspect of it that A. Mike was mentioning where they don't have the business partner to have the, the website that's as good as other companies. But even, even the customer service, which I think great, you complain about all the fucking time. <laughs> but I mean, but I, like I said, I realized that I have to temper my expectations, right? Because well, you just, you just, well, I'm about to tell you why. You just told us why without realizing, uh, Obi Wan, when you were saying that you go through all this research and you have to go out of your way to get to that mm-hmm. restaurant. Do you know how many other people do that to go to this small ass restaurant and then when that happens, they become overwhelmed because they're not built for that they're not built to take in 500 customers a day but because 500 people want to go out of their way and come to them now they're overloaded more than they can handle and now it seemingly looks bad right now do i do i do i agree that you know some of these businesses cut corners absolutely because there's one restaurant around my way that uh, I know that I go to and, you know, customer service is trash. Uh, but in addition to that, the service is as well. And because I can tell they have a long ass bar, they have a long ass bar that should really have about four bartenders on it. And they only have two bartenders mm-hmm. and they are packed on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. And they know they are part packed on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, but they are not doing anything to address that. Tyler Perry's playbook. They want to cut corners. (laughs) They want to save money because the less employees you have, the more income you're going to get or the more profit you're going to have, right? So so those things, I understand. Come for those people, absolutely, by all means, because they're intentionally not doing anything to change and they are stuck in their ways. But for the little mom and pops... I I check them. I check them. When I go in, I went into a beauty supply store and I'm buying something. And the woman was literally on the phone the entire time while she was checking me out. That's unacceptable. Yeah, that's unacceptable. And I looked at her. And it always be a black woman. Wasn't it a black woman? Stop it. Was. Say, Stop say it wasn't a black woman. I'm not lying, yo. Black women be on the phone while they, they serving customers, the, yo. Yeah. Women. People. So, yeah. No, no, no. We, no offense, nine to five. No offense, nine to five. Cutting this out. No, what? Nine to five will tell you, and my wife will tell you, and a Mike wife will tell you, and Ike the great wife will tell you. I love black women, but I'm just keeping it real. Fuck what you heard. (laughs) (laughs) That was the most ignorant, sweet thing I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fact. fact. (laughs) I'm just trying to uplift you. I'm trying to make you better. All right, motherfucker. Turn your arguments into what? Suggestions. Suggestions. There you go. No, I mean, it's it's definitely something for me where I I think Obi-Wan hit the nail on the head, which was we are taken out of our comfort zone because of what we have been programmed to be used to. And now that we're trying to change that, I, I guess in a sense... You don't want it to to be too different, and and that's fine if it's different a little bit. But damn, have a website for one, and then have a website that's up to date. Like for me, if I started a business, that's one of the 
it's the small details that count. That's important. You know what I mean? If you want to make money, like yeah. people will leave, will not buy your food if you don't have a website. But they might think you close, right? If your yeah. website's not working or you're not answering the phone, I guess they close. I'm not exactly. going there. I'm you going somewhere else. <laughs> and, 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 and honestly, what expectations do we have for Chinese stores? I don't have no, I have shit. None, none whatsoever. You know what I mean? I, I, will, I will, yo, if, if it's 49th with Catherine, A Mike will wait an hour and a half in that That's motherfucker. An hour and a half. That's um, pay his money and everything. So we don't have any expectations. I just think when it's our people, we do have expectations because we want them to rise above. We want them to be better. And that's just really- and, and also how they market themselves. But honestly, I really yes. do hear a business opportunity in yes. this, right? Um, because this is the same way that, you know, most um, businesses ended up having uh, uh, POSs, point of sale uh, mm-hmm. terminals, or, mm-hmm. you know, credit card machines was that somebody did their research so that they should have, okay, let me turn this into an opportunity. And, you know, they found restaurants that, that were lacking and went up to them and said, hey, here's this. This is all it's going to cost you. It was a sales pitch, right? Here's mm-hmm. a service that I can help you with your customer service, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, at least the things that, that can be done outside of uh, in-store, right? That can help you improve your service. Like something that's as easy as a, as a system where you can enter your orders and orders will automatically go into so people don't have to be waiting and stuff like that, right? I'm sure these things exist, but I don't think they're being particularly marketed to like black businesses. So yeah. um, that that is the angle. I'm just, like I said, I think it already exists. The angle is that it's being marketed to black businesses and, you know, um, yeah, maybe. I, I think don't know. they are. So I don't know. I think they are, but I think a lot of the verbiage. So like when I'm, when I'm looking up tools, Mm-hmm. For people, a lot of the verbiage, it sounds so so much more highbrow than what it really is, you know, um, with like the marketing of just like, again, like you said, systems and processes. And it's all the same thing. At the end of the day, when I'm when I'm talking to my customer about it or my client about it, it's like pretty much how are you going to do what it is that you want to do? Right. But when they go looking for these things, um, these these websites or whatever they are just to make themselves seem uber duper sophisticated and to charge more money mm-hmm. right they're they're using all of this sophisticated language but at the end of the day it's just like hey so how you just need a way that you're going to do things and you need a way that you're always going to do things and that's it so I don't know. I think for our businesses, one thing we do have to remember is that we kept talking about restaurants. When you are a business owner and you are inside of the business, it is very hard to see your business objectively. It's like being in a relationship. So we do have to, you know, back to that, you know, um, A. Mike, when you were saying your wife talked about grace, that is where we have to give them grace. And that's where we have to be patient and be like, hey, I just want to let you know. Because I have had a bad experience at a black restaurant where I am now. And we ended up speaking with the manager. He made it right. 
he made it right that we took a picture with him and posted it on Yelp. And, you know, because we were just so impressed by the fact that even though it wasn't perfect, he came back and he did everything that he needed to do to make it right. Um, that doesn't, because, that, unfortunately, that doesn't always happen. Yeah, because my, my, my first thought is they're going to get an attitude when you try to tell them about themselves. They're not going to want to hear Yeah, and, and that's probably just because the timing is off, right? If they are swamped, they're busy, you're probably the umpteenth person that's cussed them out. They don't want to hear true. that shit, yo. Maybe it's like one well, you're right, uh, but if you really care, maybe it's uh, as easy as going back the next day uh, before they open or sending an email and say, hey, when will be a good time for you to talk? But, you know, nobody want to do that, man. I know nobody wants to do that. Yeah. We had to. I mean, at the end of the day, though, like, when we're talking about our own elevation as a whole, as a culture, like, I feel like we're complaining about stuff, like, we have... Uh, very first world problems when it comes to the movement of our culture or our progression mm-hmm. compared to those who came before us. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like our, our ancestors went through a hell of a lot more besides not enjoying a meal to push <laughs> and progress our, our, our culture forward. So if you're behind, got to get up the next morning and write an email, write a damn email. That's a fact. to be heard. Yeah, and and maybe that is the key, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's just expressing your disappointment and offering some type of small suggestion and, and hoping that, you know, um, that owner will take heed. So, yeah. Um, guys, based off of time, do you guys want to continue with the other topics or do you want to table it and just move into not so right? Yeah, let, let's table it. Uh, you know, we can bring it back. I think it's a because it's definitely a conversation that I want to have, and I, I want to be in the right mindset to have it. Okay, so <laughs> let's let's go to one of our favorite segments, uh, not so rapid fire. I hate all of you guys. And I'd be like, pew. Please join in. Please join in. Uh, I'm actually going to pass this first one to Ike the Great because I don't know where the hell he coming from with this. All right. So since uh, COVID-19 started, I don't know about y'all, but I have noticed an influx of stories on Instagram of black people doing seemingly white activities. So I have seen black people hiking. I have seen black people canoeing i have seen black people doing a whole bunch of stuff when i was in home before i saw i saw black people buying tiki torches so they can have in their backyard because now they're going to start having events outside i saw black people trying to do fire pits so i just wanted to know have what do y'all think about that like are y'all down for now doing some of these activities uh, well, that are seemingly white people activities i will say fuck you because i do all those activities right, except man. for first race the hiking <laughs> Like I said, it was really the hiking that really like opened my eyes. I mean, I saw, I sent a video oh, uh, of people, you know, four wheeling. This guy down there killed somebody because you know it used to be that four wheeling was the only thing that we did, mm-hmm. you know, when we were in Jamaica or in the DR or like in one of those uh, tropical countries or island countries, but not on a random Saturday. Oh, I mean, you you need to come down to 
Park Heights in the summertime. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's in the South all the time. That's right. Nick Miller leaving. That right, yeah. Nah, I mean, yeah, it was COVID nineteen. Motherfuckers ain't getting out, yo. Get out, do you live life, yo? They because... running outside. They cycling. Like, come on, yo. Hey, hey, hey. I cycle. Okay. Coming that by character, why, right? Why do all of these? Why? Why are all of these things seemingly white things? Like, what you trying <laughs> to say about black people, man? I what said you seemingly say? because the black. Niggas don't canoe it. Thank you. <laughs> niggas don't even swim. You think they go canoe it? I've been trying to get y'all to go uh, white water rafting with me yeah, since '88. Right. Let me tell you something. A motherfucker will canoe to go see the weed man. <laughs> That's a fact. So, and don't get me wrong. Like I've done some of these things before. I would. No, I enjoy some of these things, but I'm just like I'm seeing people that ain't never really done it before or doing it, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I think nah, people more, are just being resourceful because they're bored, and so yeah, more, it's more like, if, yeah. Well, like I said, I love it. I love it. It's almost Absolutely. like it's almost like that carefree attitude that we feel like white people got. Like, yeah, this is my land. This is my <laughs> this is my country. <laughs> you know, COVID nineteen. You have you up in here like shit, man. <laughs> Can't go nowhere. I guess this is my country, man. Let me you enjoy might, it. You might learn a new skill, you know, right. during this whole time. A lot of people are gardening right now. That's that's really a big thing. So, yeah. Get, get a new hobby, man. So, all right, before we talk about the next one, uh, we're going to kick it to uh, uh, the sports something in NFL that just dropped. Um, apparently, now the uh, NFL is now the NN. FL, the Negro National Football League. Uh, <laughs> uh, they about to start singing the Black National Anthem. Or actually, they're only going to sing the Black National Anthem before every game one yeah, um, opener. opener of the yeah. of uh, this coming season, even if they even had that season. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't Listen, know. I'm, I'm tired of all this fucking pandering. So, so my, question is, my question is, are the white people going there? Like, are the white players going there? Are they going to sing it? <laughs> are they going to nail? You think you know it. Right? Right. Do they know are, the words? Are the black people who protested, are they going to nail? Are they going to kneel on that, on the, on the black national anthem? Is that what you're asking? Uh, yeah. Or, so, Civil War coming, man. I've, I've, I've said it, man. Civil, if yeah. somebody kneels on the lift every voice, <laughs> bro. You know, it's, it, I think all you're going to get is booze. People are like, what? What is this? They're probably going to sing it. Bro, are they going to be fans? Yeah, they're not going to play it live. It's not going to be streamed live. It's, it's going to be only in the stadiums. You know, no. I, but are there going to be fans in the stadiums, though? I don't, I don't think the season is going to kick off. Yo, Rodney, yeah. Rodney Harrison made a good point. He said, yo, you breathe on people, you spit on people, you touch people every single play. He's like, well, I don't yeah. know. How are you going to get around that? All it takes is one person. Yeah, I mean. One person. They're doing it in soccer, though, but I think the dumbest thing is that they're doing all that, they're tackling each other, and then when they go on the sideline, they put a mask on. I'm like, okay, that, that's cute. Or, like, when they celebrate, they're making sure they're socially distancing. Right. Y'all okay. don't be all up on each other's asses the entire game. Like, what are you doing? I think that the NFL is, is uh, trying too hard, and this is just a distraction. Um, they could be doing a lot more things that are more impactful than singing One a fucking song. Yeah, you know I mean, mean, yeah, and keeping with sports, they got rid of two uh, preseason games, and uh, they just asked Nike 
is not selling any Redskins merch until the Redskins oh. changed their name. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. that just this just in. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that, you know, this news about the uh, Black National Anthem is reportedly, so I'm waiting for the NFL to actually come out and say that this is what they're going to do. I haven't seen it from the NFL yet, so it may be something that's in the works, um, and it may be something that just, you know, the players are out there putting around that they want, but I don't see the point in it. I I don't really think it gets them where they want to be, so we'll see, man. Yeah. All right, so uh, last but not least, um, August Alcina is, is out here in his feelings um, over his alleged relationship with uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. So he recently came out and said that he had a relationship with her, uh, which there were speculations of this, and that Will gave him his blessing. And that hmm. Will and Dwayne Martin butt-fucking each other, apparently. Wait, wait, wait. He said that? He's, yes. So he came out, he was talking to Angela Yee, and Apparently he was talking about how you know it's just it's, it's weighing on him mentally and he just needed to really get it out there and and I think he was getting like a lot of slack because of uh, things that was coming out about how he was being disrespectful and he was basically like no nah, man like once their relationship tra- trans- transpired from a marriage to life partners mm-hmm. yeah you know uh, I guess that gave whoever the the go ahead to to pursue something and he and Will gave him his blessing. But of course, Will's Will's camp and Jada's camp both have denied this. And Jada is about to do a red table talk where she's gonna be in the hot seat. So, uh, so she gonna talk to herself. Well, she's gonna talk to Willow and her Mima. Whatever this this whole thing, man. First of all, I mentioned the other day, like why Jada Pinkett affairs always come out. Like. You don't never hear about Will Smith. And up until this point, I never heard about Will Smith having sex with any other person outside of his wife. But I will say, everyone's always known they've had an open relationship except for them. So, I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. You're an asshole. No, that's, that's real. Because the fact of the matter is, they've never even hinted at that ever. I'm just trying to understand where that even came from. Because this has been like 10 15 years back that they've been talking that they've had an open relationship. Yeah, like they've only, so. only been together like 20-something years. Like, where does this come from? Honestly, yeah, I feel bad for August in the sense that, like, why would you put yourself in a situation that you can't handle? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Jada's such a high-profile uh, woman. And it, I mean, the Smith family in general, and you go in there and you have an well, I guess it's, it wouldn't be called an affair, but you have a relationship with her knowing that it's going to end and not on your terms. You know what I mean? He did what, but he did what what women tend to do in the reverse, right? Hmm. So, like in in this relationship, Jada was, I mean, Jada is still a highly intelligent. She's a really bad woman, and so if this relationship did happen, she went into it compartmentalized, and he's also like twenty. What you know? I mean, he's like almost twenty years her junior. This is a kid. It's a little boy falling in love for the first time. So with a flash mother figure. Sorry, go ahead. No, I definitely did hear that. Like, um, and it's and and there lies the double standard, right? Somebody did mention about how Jada manipulated a young boy to get what she want, um, and nobody's talking about it because if the shoe was on the other foot and the man had did this to a woman, it'd be all in an uproar about this situation about how a grown man manipulated 
Man, this ain't uh, no, no not so rapid fire topic. <laughs> we dive deep Sorry. in this. My bad. Yeah. I didn't really. No, because that's a fact. What you guys are saying is so true. That is definitely true. We might need to bring this back next if, episode. If the rumor is true, then, then yeah. I mean, I guess it's definitely true. Because I'm trying to think. Yo, Will, man. What's up, man? Yo, yeah, I'm trying to get with Jada. Oh, oh, okay, cool. Like, is that how it went down? <laughs> no, I don't think it goes down like that. Like, I feel like they, they drink in, like, oh, you cool. You want to talk about my wife? I think <laughs> I think uh, Jada solicited August. I don't think it was him coming at Jada. No, it was Probably. the other way around. Probably. She knew what she wanted, and she went for it, and that's how that happened. Who says no to Jada Pinkett Smith, though? I mean, just being honest. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I think Will. What'd you say? Sorry, I said I don't want it to be true. My, my <laughs> all, that is my, all that is naive within me does not want. No, nah, I feel you. I, I don't want it to be true too. But I do know when they were on the word table talk, and and you know, Jay was talking a lot about how like I had to give up all this for you know him. Now was like my time to do me. Like they were talking about how like they don't they don't. I think because now it looks like they spend a lot of time together, but they're definitely apart a lot. And it seems like he's given her the opportunity to do the things that she wants to do because she mm-hmm. gave up all this when his career was big. You know, mm-hmm. he, he got a house that she didn't really want. You know what I mean? She's doing all traveling, all these places that she didn't really want to go or whatnot. So maybe this was just like, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, good well, you. She used to make sure her shit is tighter then. Okay. You don't need to always be coming out in public. That ain't her fault. I, you look, you can't control what other people oh, do. Oh, that's type of tighter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that ain't her Wait, fault what? though. Look, motherfuckers are gonna speak. Though. You can't, you can't control what other people are gonna do. If I rob somebody with a friend and my friend decides to snitch, I, I can't control that. I, I will say, August should have kept his mouth shut. Like, one hundred percent. Like, what? Ain't nobody tell you to come out and start talking. Go shit talk to a fucking therapist if it's way heavy on you. Right. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, because Angela definitely gave him those questions before they sat down. Yeah. That's a fact. <laughs> That's why he went on there. For me, man, I don't really give a fuck, yo. And I don't know why this is news. I don't know why people can't just let these motherfuckers be. Like, if they want to swing but not and lie to us about it, let them swing and lie to us about it. Like, mm-hmm. And those people need to do a better job of shutting the fuck up, yo. Like, what's up, yo? That's mm-hmm. why that's why none of Wills came out because the white girls he be fucking don't say Here we go. Or the <laughs> black man. Moving on, moving on, moving on. I don't even like that. Like that shit is not cool, yo. Don't spread rumors about this nigga butt fucking another dude. I mean if that it's was, not true. That was that's Saint not... Brian. I'm only repeating what he said. I mean And and you know, and apparently Tisha Campbell had a very cryptic message. She about did. she basically said she said something like the truth will in all capitalized always come out something something will in all capitalized like always come out like she was and at the same exact time okay. that this information here, here we fucking go yo. I feel like she should have <laughs> I mean you feel like what I felt like she to me that that was just like bitter like clearly she's been waiting for the day you know like yeah. why like if you're gonna speak on it speak on it right if you feel validated or whatever by by what's coming out speak on it other than that leave your cryptic messages because they're all giving us cryptic right like if you're gonna speak on it speak on it right she should have she should have stayed out of it so is that it 
Yeah, man, that's it for Rapid Fire today. All right. Uh, any shout outs? <clears throat> um, I got a shout out. Shout out one of our newest followers in Scotland. I'm not going to give you his name. I'm not going to say his name, but he asked me to shout him out. Following the EBS podcast, so shout out to him. Oh, that's dope. Okay, yeah. We got some scotch for you, brother. Wait, I- Irish or scotch? What did you say? <laughs> Irish or single? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm just talking about. I'm talking about from the Peaky Blinders. They always ask. Say, oh, he said, "Give me a whiskey, Irish or Scotch." I think that's what they said. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because technically speaking, Scotch is whiskey. So right. it's just right. made in Scotland. Right. Exactly. Well, I'll give a shout out. Uh, shout out to all the the black businesses out there. Um, continue to do good stuff and, and grow. Yes, sir. Shout out black people in general, man. You know, we trying to get our ish together. And and, and uh, I saw something today. I can't remember who posted it from Louis Farrakhan. He said, you know, the forefather said if, if the government ain't working for the people, we either need to reform it or abolish it. And reforming ain't working. So you already know what's next. Sure, they're going to take him out. He keep talking like that. <laughs> they ain't taking him out all this time. They're not taking him out anytime soon. The NOI is real. Nation of Islam, by the way, if you didn't know what that meant. <laughs> Thank you, I didn't know. Thank what? you very much. How you, you know what? <laughs> um, so, 9 to 5, do you want to give your hand a while before we close out? For those that may not know. Oh, yeah, know? sure. Um, you can find me at number 9, T-O, number 5, entrepreneur on Instagram. Follow me. Uh, entrepreneurs for the, for, for, uh, entrepreneur for other people that don't know how to spell it. Oh yeah. <laughs> now I'm watch. Now I'm gonna mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So somebody spell check me. I'm about to do it right now. Who ready? Who uh-huh. ready? All right. No, let's just spell yours wrong. Might be a possibility. That is true. Did you spell your shit wrong? <laughs> You know what? I tap out. I'm nah, good. You, 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 nah, you spelled it right. E N T R E P R E N E U R. Yeah. You could have just Googled it. <laughs> but thank you guys for having me. It's been really, really fun. Yes, it was really. a pleasure to have you. Thanks for, yeah, your, thanks your for joining us. Tips. Anybody looking for somebody to, uh, you know, coach them in some business, nine to five entrepreneur. But uh, thanks for listening to the EBS podcast. This was episode 71, and we're out. The streets is handling it. That's a fact. Oh, my God. I love that.